I thought I was going to have a cool freestyle for everybody, but welcome to another cool edition, a spooky edition, because it is all Hollow's Eve uh, of Before the Three Count. I am the one, the only, G.A. West, and we're coming at you with the host with the most, the one, the only, Unnamed host, a.k.a. the fifth Ghostbuster. The fifth Ghostbuster? Yeah, because there were, what, four of them? There was four of them. And the fifth Ghostbuster member that didn't get no credit. (laughs) Well, I I want to question, because I think it was in the first Ghostbuster movie, um, Rick Moranis there had a crush on the secretary, and did he get to put on the Ghostbuster outfit? Uh, you might be right. I might have to go back to the archives and actually see the first Ghostbusters movie because I do not recall this. Yeah, I, I feel like, and I forget if it was the first or the second, but I feel like it was the first one. For some reason, like something happened and he got to put on the Ghostbuster outfit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to check it out. So definitely, definitely. Um, in which case, that would be the official fifth Ghostbuster. But uh, or maybe unofficial. <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> there you hey, go. Does the secretary count as a Ghostbuster? I don't think so. I definitely don't remember her ever wearing one. No, no, she, she definitely never wore wore the outfit or busted ghost. Nope. But I was just, I'm like, well, she works for the company though. She could be independent contractor. <laughs> I, I guess she could be, just like pro wrestlers. Similar to yourself. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Similar to yourself. Um, so, with no other further ado or segue, um, you recently had a show this past Friday. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, NCW promotion? Yes. NCW uh, returned to Dedham, Massachusetts this past yep. Friday. Yep. Fresh off the uh, uh, last event with the Big City Rumble? Yes. All right. All so right. yeah, coming fresh off the Big City Rumble, and we are on the road to WrestleFest, which is uh, NCW's version of WrestleMania. It's their big show of the year. Okay. And uh, yeah, this was a uh, hot night of action, actually. I gotta say, um, jam-packed yeah, crowd. Because I know going into it, there was a, a little uh, controversy uh, on the previous show. We didn't know in what capacity you will be returning because you, A, were not uh, on the flyer. Uh, so it was a giant question mark to know what yes. you were going to be doing. So, yeah, hopefully uh, as the days uh, were leading up to the event, you had a picture being uh, painted for you to let you know what exactly you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Osiris hit up the powers that be at NCW and was like, look, like I got things to do. I need to know what's going on. And uh, <laughs> turned out, ended up being, because uh, for uh, their October show at NCW, they treat it kind of like WWE treats Survivor Series. Okay. Um, so there's a couple Survivor Series matches, four-on-four elimination style. Okay. And uh, this show had Robbie's Giants against the Osiris Alliance. Oh, wow. 
and uh, so it was pretty good stuff. Four on four elimination style. Uh, it was the team of Rob the Giant Arujo. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the captain um, of his team, and he had Foxy Calvin Campbell on his team, managed by Doc Ozone, um, as well as Aaron Academia, who is a newcomer uh, to the wrestling world, trained uh, at the Bell Time Club under Bo Douglas. Um, and then the fourth member of their team was a gentleman by the name I keep wanting to call him Slade I know that's not his name I want to call him Sludge I know that's not his name but be- oh uh, Sigma there we go I, I, uh, Sigma was the fourth member of their team um, so that was Robbie's Giants taking on the Osiris Alliance uh, Osiris handcrafted his own uh, team that he felt would be able to match up well against Robbie's Giants. And uh, it started off with a teammate. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember his name. I want to call him Crash Bandicoot, but I know that wasn't his name. <laughs> but, but it sounded like that. <laughs> but uh, Osiris had scouted him previously and noticed he was really fast. Um, and he felt like, you know, taking on Rob's Giants, who were a bunch of smaller, faster guys. So uh, Osiris felt like, all right, this Crash Bandicoot guy, uh, he would be a good selection for the team. Um, and then when Osiris was cultivating and going through, and, you know, unfortunately, Osiris has made a lot of enemies at NCW. Um, so Osiris did have a little bit of difficulty finding people willing to partner with him. But uh, next man he found was a young gentleman by the name of Tyler something or another, uh, another newcomer to the wrestling world. Um, I believe he is trained by the legendary Mike Hollow, if uh, I understand that correctly, Okay. who uh, was the original head trainer at Chaotic. Okay. And uh, but uh, he is now running a wrestling school in New Hampshire. And uh, I believe that's where this young gentleman is from. Uh, so shout out to Tyler and then uh, Osiris he had to cap off the team he had put together the speed uh, and everything so then he said you know what we're going against Robbie's Giants we're going to bring in a real giant so Osiris reached out and got relative newcomer only six months in the business Johnny Pierce uh, but he is only, although he's only six months in the business, he is also six feet, six inches tall, and you can't teach that kind of size. So, uh, Osiris snatched him up immediately, um, for, for the fourth member of the team. And, uh, he definitely proved to, uh, be invaluable. I think Osiris was the MVP, uh, of course, but, uh, Johnny Pierce was definitely the, the Pippin to Osiris's Jordan in this match. And, um, it, it was a, uh, chaotic event, even, no pun intended, um, four on four warfare, as everybody knows, Survivor Series style can get pretty intense. Um, the Osiris Alliance started off strong. Uh, had Johnny Pierce eliminate Foxy Calvin Campbell like right away with, with a nasty British Bulldog esque running power slam. Uh, you know, set the tone for the match. It was like Johnny Pierce will be a problem, and that's why Osiris put him on the team. Yeah, because you never see you see that maneuver used as a, a finish. Uh, you know, other than the like you said, the British Bulldog. So that's good. Brought, yes. Brought 
Yes, yep, brought back the oldie, and that was actually uh, a little bit of joint um, thought process between Osiris and Johnny Pierce, because uh, apparently Johnny Pierce had been using the choke slam uh, as a finisher. Okay. But um, that apparently was kind of forced upon him. Okay. And uh, Osiris, being the uh, crafty ring veteran that he is, he says, well, if you don't like doing that move, like, why don't you do something else as your finisher? <laughs> <laughs> And um, that's where the the, the run and power slam came in. Nice. And uh, so, yes, and uh, going a little bit of inside baseball here, I will say as a wrestler, I would much rather take the running power slam than the choke slam any day. So uh, that was another good reason to come up with that move for his finisher. Okay. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, he's, knocked out Foxy Calvin Campbell with that. We were on a roll. And then uh, the three of them uh, teamed up against Johnny Pierce to knock him out of the ring. They didn't get him to, uh, they didn't knock him off his feet, but they knocked him out of the ring, kind of old school Undertaker style. He landed on his feet and he was ready to, to kill all three of them. He was so heated. Um, but uh, Osiris had to grab him and say, whoa, 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 calm down, big man, calm down. Like, they're going to cheat. That's okay. That's on them. They're supposed to be good guys. And uh, Crash Bandicoot, like I said, he's the guy with the speed. He was like, all right, power's not working. Put me in, coach. And I was like, all right, Crash, you got this. <laughs> and, uh, Crash ran in and had a crash landing and got eliminated pretty immediately. Um, which uh, Osiris was not happy about that. Uh, you know, they had the four on three advantage and Crash screwed that up. So, uh, unfortunately for Crash, Osiris had to show him some tough love and kind of slap him around a little bit um, (laughs) and kick him to the back. But uh, Osiris, being the the savvy ring veteran that he is and the captain that he is, he quickly took charge. He realized we're on a three-on-three situation. We need to even this out very quickly. Went in there, did some damage, got uh, Tyler in. And Tyler was able to thankfully uh, eliminate Sigma, um, and so we we although we we were at three on three, we quickly got that advantage again to three on two because that's how we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, now it was down to Rob the Giant and Aaron Academia, both two very small men, um, in there with Osiris, Johnny Pierce, and, and Tyler. And uh, Osiris felt like this was in the bag at this point. So uh, Osiris actually went down, started talking to the commentary table. And uh, I, I don't know what happened, because the next thing I know, Tyler was gone. Uh, <laughs> just, just completely gone. Uh, <laughs> so uh, no idea what happened there, but he was eliminated. Osiris was heated, um, naturally. Um, you know, Osiris told Johnny Pierce, all right, we, we can't afford to screw this up. So let let o, let the big O handle things, and because uh, you know Johnny Pierce, he's he's a new guy. You know, like I said, only six months in the business, and even though he is a six foot six powerhouse, Rob the Giant Arujo has been taking down men bigger than him for almost twenty years now. So I was like, you know what? Let's 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 leave this to the experience. Um, so Cyrus went in there, roughed up Rob the Giant, roughed up Aaron Academia. Hit Aaron Academia with the final flash, and then decided, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna teach this kid a lesson. He thinks he can get in the ring with Osiris and stand toe to toe. 
no, no, nobody does that. So uh, Osiris decided to uh, test Aaron Academia's strength and see, see how strong he really is. Osiris hooked in for the final flash one final time. Might have taken a little too long to charge it because uh, before he could hit it, Aaron Academia somehow wiggled out and was able to uh, quickly pin him uh, with, with the deadliest move in all of professional wrestling, the surprise roll. Oh, wow. So, uh, okay. All right. Is he mean a small package? Um, no, the schoolboy. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. You pull the tights? No, I didn't pull the tights. It was just because it was a surprise, you know, for, for whatever yeah, reason. Right. It's like impossible to kick out of that when you're surprised by it. Okay, all right. So uh, you said that was uh, there were a couple of Survivor Series team matches. So uh, was there? You said there was like two more other ones, or just one more? Uh, There's one other one. Okay, kind of just thinking. You know, I don't know how deep the roster is. To, you know, be using up <laughs> folks uh, for it, but okay. They had a lot of new faces actually on this night because. Uh, and quickly shout out to uh, the notorious BRG, Brett Ryan Goslin, as well as world-class Channing Thomas and Little Mean Kathleen, all three top NCW talents. Channing Thomas, the current NCW heavyweight champion. Yep. Uh, the three of them were not on the show because they were at AEW um, wrestling for them. Get out of here, really? Yeah. I'm salute to them. Where yes. was the show that they the taping? That is a very attractive question. Um, I want to say New Jersey for some reason. Okay, all right. But I, I could be wrong on that because uh, I was talking to Brett Ryan Goslin and he was telling me aside from AEW, he also had a New Japan match coming up. Jeez. And uh, so I forget what one of those was New Jersey. I just don't remember which one. Okay, uh, he is busy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So, yeah, definitely shout out to the notorious BRG. Uh, definitely doing his thing. Very proud of him. Uh, come a long way from uh, he and I driving together to showcase and NCW shows. All right. All right. Um, back to the uh, event on Friday. Um, how did you feel um, since it was, what, two months? This is last one in the ring? Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Um, still sore now. Um, oh, because uh, yeah, the, the worst thing a wrestler can do is take time off. Correct. Um, you know, because <laughs> uh, you, you lose all your calluses. What if if what would be your optimum amount of uh, time in ring time? Would you prefer to have so you know you, you stay active? Yeah, I think I think one show a week right now would uh, be good. Yeah, that, that would work for me, at least from a recovery standpoint and keeping my skill set sharp Okay. Um, and the body just being used to it. I, I think I could roll with that um, for sure. I would love if I didn't have a day job. If I could make wrestling my, my day job, so to speak, I, I definitely do at least three shows a week. I feel like if I could do like an every other, and I know that's not possible because there's no wrestling schedule like that. Right. But I'm like, oh, like an every other day. Uh, that that would be pretty good, I think. Okay, well, I mean, obviously, other than like the you know, like WWE, with some kind, sometimes you know, you got guys yeah. that do you know, dual shows, uh, you know, SmackDown, Raw type of thing. Yes, yep. 
Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, on Friday, you know, it was a you know gimmick match. How much uh, time wise were you in the ring for? Like, was it a decent, like at least ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes? Yeah, I mean the match overall went like twenty five minutes. Okay. Uh, so everybody got some good ring time, and uh, yeah, I was in there a good amount. And I, I, I'll be honest, I think I because I was blown up after the match. Uh, it's funny, I got to the back and I had to uh, just lay down on the ground. I was like, oh geez, I need to catch my breath. But uh, a lot of that I think is because as the team captain. Uh, it was my job or it was Osiris's job to uh, keep everybody motivated and keep everybody running. So Osiris was doing a lot of running around and a lot of yelling and shouting. Okay. Um, so I think that's what caused the uh, the blow up situation. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and even after the match, um, there ended up uh, being some craziness. So uh, after Osiris got pinned, Osiris uh, quickly hit Aaron Academia with the game over knee. Um, kind of be like, oh, you're going to show him up? Well, I'll show you up. And uh, then Johnny Pierce was still remaining. So Cyrus sent Johnny Pierce in there to just kill the two little guys. Uh, unfortunately, somehow, Pierce slipped on a banana peel and they were able to pin him as well. Um, so Rob the Giant and Aaron Academia got the win for their team. Osiris didn't see what happened and Osiris could only assume that the referees screwed Johnny Pierce out of the match and cheated. Uh, so Osiris wasn't happy about that. So Osiris was going to take out the referees. Osiris grabbed a chair. He, he was ready to clock uh, TJ. Uh, I can't think of his last name now, but TJ, the referee, uh, <laughs> was ready to clock him. And uh, out of nowhere, Derek Simonetti, who was a ring announcer, co- not ring announcer, commentator, um, Derek Simonetti uh, grabbed the chair, and next thing you know, he he hits Osiris, um, which is crazy. Because uh, again, he's a commentator; he is not a licensed wrestler. Uh, Osiris was not expecting to be hit by somebody that's not a licensed wrestler, um, and uh, so all of a sudden, that led to a brawl between the two of them, and uh, and ended up going all the way into the back and fighting all around. Um, and, until it got broken up in the back. Um, but, but yeah, so that was pretty crazy. And then later on in the night, uh, they were, so NCW, uh, well, I guess I should say former NCW president, Dean the Beast Livesley, uh, he has retired uh, from his duties. And so NCW is going to have a vote for a new president. And uh, it's going to be a legit fan vote. Uh, the fans will decide at WrestleFest who is the new president of NCW. But uh, one of those people running for president is Derek Simonetti. And he, during his speech, he said that uh, if he was president, he would get rid of Osiris from NCW. Uh, he feels that Osiris is a cancer to the locker room. Um, and Osiris could not stand for those kind of comments, of course. Uh, so Osiris ran out, attacked Simonetti, and really it was retaliation uh, for Simonetti sticking his nose in Osiris's business where it didn't belong. Um, and uh, Simonetti ended up getting cut open. Uh, he was bleeding. 
and uh, Osiris left him a bloody mess and said, yeah, I'll see you at WrestleFest. So it is now official. Derek Simonetti versus Osiris at WrestleFest. It seems like a lot is on the line. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, for Osiris, it's his pride because uh, he's not fighting a wrestler. He's fighting a commentator. So Osiris better be able to beat him. Yeah, uh, I, I would hope so. I would hope so. Uh, what was the uh, end match of uh, Friday's event? Uh, yeah, the the main event. Actually, that's a very attractive question as I'm trying to think about it. Because I'm like, it was not for the NCW heavyweight title because that right. was there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I say it's a little awkward. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, and I might be wrong on this, but I think the main event was actually for the NCW tag titles. Oh, okay. Where it was the Hoods, um, the NCW tag team champions, they were defending their belts against the returning the heavy hitters. Have we ever had a tag team headline a pay-per-view as a closing matchup in like any promotion? Um I feel like AEW has definitely done that. Um Ooh, a pay-per-view though, because I'm thinking of Dynamite. I'm like, oh, uh, when Kenny and Hangman took on the Bucks, I'm like, that was their main event. But I'm like, I think that was a Dynamite now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, okay. But it might have been a pay-per-view. I'm really not sure. Yeah, because most pay-per-views, like I said, I'm curious to know if it's always been, you know, singles competition. Most of the time, that's definitely the case. But uh, I feel like Hangman and uh, Kenny uh, against the Bucks, that might have been a pay-per-view match, in which case then, yes, that headlined. It would be... (laughs) It would be be interesting, like, just think, like, if there was ever, like, a tag team, uh, you know, belt uh, match, championship match, that, like, headline, like, the closing match for, like, a WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty crazy. Because <laughs> um, I'm thinking through, and one of the things I'm immediately thinking about is uh, the two-man power trip when Austin and Triple H were uh, tag champs. Okay. Um, I'm like, they probably headlined, like, some sort of in-your-house pay-per-views. <laughs> Okay, but not one of the not one of the major ones. Yeah, not one of the major ones. Okay. Oh, oh, here we go. Um, this isn't a tag title match, but a tag match to to headline a pay per view. SummerSlam. Yep. Uh, pick any of the early SummerSlams that I think they're all headlined by tag matches. Seriously? Yeah. Because um, you either got Hogan and uh, was it Hogan and Brutus against Macho and Zeus. You were correct. You were correct. So you got that one. Or I think the year prior, Hogan and Macho against DiBiase and... Was it against DiBiase and Andre? I don't remember. Was Was Andre still with us for SummerSlam? I feel like SummerSlam started like early 90s, maybe late 80s, like 89, 90. Andre was still with us. Okay. Um, But I I don't remember if he wrestled or if he was like in DiBiase's corner. Okay. That's the only part I'm a little bit confused on. And uh, for whatever reason, my Google machine isn't working today. Last time I thought was WrestleMania 4. Which was right before that SummerSlam. I thought, all right, so one started in what, 83? WrestleMania? Yeah. I think, or did WrestleMania start in 84? I think WrestleMania started in 84. Okay, so, all right, so then two, 85, three, 86, so four would be 87. 
believe so. Oh, WrestleMania one was March thirty first, nineteen eighty five. Oh, okay. So all right. So that means two was eighty six, three was eighty seven, four was eighty eight. Okay. Yes. And that early, so we're saying we're giving it to eighty eight or eighty nine. Let's see, SummerSlam nineteen eighty. Yeah, SummerSlam nineteen eighty eight. Okay. Um, the Mega Powers taking on the Mega Bucks, which was DiBiase and Andre. Oh wow. Okay. So SummerSlam is relatively old in, in, in regards to pay-per-views. Then. Yes. Yes, it was. I, all right. I thought it'd be Mania and then like Survivor Series, uh, then. The Rumble and then you know some of them being the, the the newest of the of the bunch. And I think you might be right on that order of things, but it just okay. all started before. Because obviously Pat Passner was the creator of the Rumble, and he obviously was with the company first. You know when Vince Jr. took over uh, since that inception. So let's see. I'm looking up now to see one with the. Uh, 1988. Oh wow! So the same year, SummerSlam. Yeah. In Survivor Series. Let's see. First Survivor Series. 1987. Okay, so Survivor Series, the second old. Oh wow! So Rumble. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, the Twins, same year. I would not have. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. Yeah, and that's when Survivor Series were like the whole car because the roster was ultra deep. You can have yeah. like multiple four-man um, tandems. Not just four-man, it was five-man back then. Really? On that first one, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I was going to say that, you know, a good lead into, uh, even though we were still in the twilight days of October, uh, November's right around the corner, and Survivor Series... <laughs> Will be uh you know relatively soon uh here in yes. our of uh, New England. Uh, in fact, anybody listening to this, it probably is November. Yep, yep. Um, so I, I guess um I know uh, we discussed earlier that we haven't been able to catch because we've been all over the place uh catch uh, too much wrestling, but we can definitely discuss uh, Survivor Series since that's you know right around the corner. Um, my. Yeah. I think the most memorable one I remember and uh, enjoyed was the one that uh, we both went to uh, in 93, I believe, when it was at the yeah. Boston Garden. Uh, it's funny because it seems like every time I discuss wrestling with you know uh, other folks, uh, they also were uh, at that same pay-per-view. So it seems really? like a, yeah, a lot of people uh, went to that, that Boston uh, Survivor Series. Um, oh, that's so funny. Right, and that's also and the reason why too it's so memorable in my mind because that also was the the, the the starting catalyst of the Brett and Owen feud because there was a uh, the heart or the team. Oh, that's right. I forget what the name was for their stable, but it was the all the Hart brothers uh, against I believe it was Michaels uh, Shawn Michaels' uh, stable of uh, wrestlers. That feels right. Yeah. Let's see, I'm I'm plugging it in the Google machine now. Because I feel like it was the Hart family. Was it against Michaels or was it against Lawler? I want to say Mike. Oh, maybe Lawler. 
I'm like, could have gone either way. The law of seen more of the makes sense adversary. But we're about to find out. Here we go. Uh, the Hart family. Bret Hart, Bruce Hart, Keith Hart, and Owen Hart defeated Shawn Michaels and his knights. The Black oh. Knight, the Blue Knight, and the Red Knight. Which I feel like it was supposed to be Lawler. Okay. Like, I feel like it was supposed to be Lawler and his knights, which would kind of make more sense. Because okay. he was a king. Yeah, always ranking on the patriarch and matriarch of the family. Yeah. So, so I wonder why it ended up being Michaels. We might have to look that up. Because I'm like, yeah, why would Shawn Michaels have knights? Like, Yeah. And did we find out? I'm trying to remember. Who were the knights? Uh, that's also a great question. Let's see if it says here. Because uh, interesting. Um, so one of the knights was a wrestler by the name of Jeff Gaylord. Okay. Uh, that was the Black Knight. The Red Knight was Barry Horowitz. Okay. And the Blue Knight was Greg the Hammer Valentine. Oh, wow. Greg was still with the company then? Apparently. Oh. I didn't know that. I guess it's... Right. I, I saw I remember Greg the Hammer Valentine. I thought he was long, long retired. Well, not retired, but like WCW by then. Yeah, I would have thought so, too. But uh, no, he was, he was one of the Knights. Okay. All right. Interesting uh, yeah, because I think that was the main event. It was not the main event. Really? Yeah. Who, who was able to take that? Main event was the uh, All-Americans. Uh, the weirdest team ever of Lex Luger, the Steiner Brothers, and the Undertaker with his old school American flag sewn into his trench coat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they took on the foreign fanatics. <laughs> um, which was Crush, who I'm pretty sure is American. Uh, Jacques Rougeau. What's up? They're from Hawaii. Yeah, that, that's American. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Jacques Rougeau, who's Canadian, so I'll count that as foreign. Yep. French-Canadian. Yeah, French-Canadian. Uh, Ludwig Borga, who I don't know where he's actually from. But, oh, uh, he's actually legitimately fin- from Finland. Yeah, Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Okay. okay. And then Yokozuna, who is American. Yeah, American Samoa. Yes. Someone from Japan. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but yeah, so that was the main event. Uh, oh, okay. Yes, now I remember. Yes, now I, I recall. This was uh, fresh off the Lex bus tour. Yes, yes, the Lex Express. Less express was that a work or sh- or, or, or a shoot that the, he actually they actually had him on the bus? Oh, that was a shoot. Oh, okay. Um, except, uh, well, at least this is according to Bruce, uh, Bruce Pritchard uh, and his podcast, um, something to wrestle with. One of the best podcasts out there that's not ours. And uh, in it, he says that it was a shoot, and the problem was Lex Luger was the wrong guy for that because Luger was miserable being on the bus. And would oh. often like stay at hotels and things like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how long was the 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 tour? Like they weren't hitting all fifty states, so it was just like an East Coast thing or just a major city? I don't know. I I think that it was supposed to be you know throughout everywhere they they were wrestling. Oh wow! So that was a, a oh okay. Yeah, it was like a legit thing, man. And it's funny because. 
especially now, like so many guys, well, there are a few guys that do have tour buses and guys would love to have a tour bus because it's a much easier, better way of travel. Seriously? Yeah. It's less quicker though than plane. Well, it, it is less quick than a plane, but it, you're, you're comfortable. Like you're, you're in your own thing, you know, you sleep, you got a bed, like. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Cause like Randy Orton, he's got a tour bus. Um, Cena had a tour bus. Okay. Punk had a tour bus. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else has a tour bus. I, I think. He, what's that? Hold on, I was just gonna be curious to know back during the Lex Express days if anybody actually caught the bus on the highway, you know, heading to a show or just seeing it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Probably. I'm sure they have okay. to. Okay. I just don't recall too many people's like stories online reading like, oh yeah, I saw the Lex Express tour. You know what I'm saying? When Thanks. people see celebrities at certain events or whatever. I feel you. Yeah, I feel you on that for sure. Yeah, I don't recall reading any stories, but I'm like, it had to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, if a bear poops in the woods and nobody sees it, you know, it still happened. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, personally I'd rather Seen uh, the Narcissus Luga instead of the Lex Express Luga. Um, Agreed, actually. But yeah. <laughs> but you know, he did his thing. They tried, they tried to re, re try to redo the whole Hogan All American game, I guess, within Lex. Yes. And uh, they, there's only one Hogan, you know, <laughs> for for better or worse. There, there's only one Hulk Hogan. Yeah, they weren't even really close. I guess the closest you can say is I was probably Cena. Yeah, yep. That's where do you think they dropped the ball with Lex? Um, it's not that they dropped the ball, he's just not the right guy. For the patri- patriotic uh type? Yeah. Oh speaking oh whatever what what about the Patriot himself? The Patriot Del Wilf. Yeah. How did mask. They, where do you think they oh, okay, so you think that they even he would unmask, you think they could have a better run with him? He doesn't have enough charisma to like really be that. Okay. Neither than really Cena. Like if you look at the speed of Hogan um, promo wise, and then the, the promo the speed of you know Cena promo wise, he didn't really match up as well. But he was still able to like hit, t- like I guess still touch everybody, in, you know similar you know ways, like like Hogan did. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, Hogan was the uh, the ultimate baby face. Yeah, and I'm just saying, but in his interviews and promos were like zero to hundred. Cena was like a cool thirty miles per hour, right? <laughs> so and that's why I'm curious how that, like, how they were able to get him into a Hogan-esque position. I think because he's just that guy. <laughs> like Cena's now in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most Make a Wish. Um, I don't know what you call it, meetings or whatever. Yeah, appearances. Yeah. Like, so Cena is that guy. Like, actually, probably more than more so than Hogan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, they always talk, you know, after Jordan retired, there was always, you know, folks that try to, uh, you know, fill in his shoes. When Hogan, uh, not say retired, but when, but when his, like, ultra super babyface uh, gimmick was done with who you, other than Cena who else do you think they tried to you know put in those shoes they who tried to put Roman in those shoes really yeah 
Nah, but he came in with the shield, though. They were uh, heels. Yes, but I mean, they eventually tried to give Roman that monster babyface push, and the crowd was <laughs> against it. Okay. All right, so Roman. Uh, who else? Um, trying to think. Who else did they try to put in those shoes? I mean, I guess... I'm thinking, I don't remember Roman trying to be like all patriotic, super... Oh, you mean specifically that? Yeah, yeah like, like I said, some of like, like how folks talk about with Jordan, you know, those, that same role, you know what I mean? Okay, I thought you meant like as like the ultimate baby face. Oh, no, I mean, no, they always have that, you know, with plenty of other guys, but I'm just saying particularly like the, the Hogan template. Okay, I got you. I mean, if we're going with that, then I mean... Let's see. Yeah, they tried it with Luger. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to think throughout the 90s. Like, I mean, they, ultimately, the, the Attitude Era hit, and they, they completely went away from the trying to do any sort of Hogan-type thing. Right. So, really, Cena was the next guy. Would the WCW ever try to, you know, steal that similar mold? No, because Hogan, I mean, they had the real Hogan, and then when he turned heel, they had... Right, but when still over in WWE, yeah. Uh, you think maybe he could have tried with Sting? Surface Sting? Or is he more of a warrior clone? Hmm. Yeah, Surface Sting was kind of in between Warrior and Hogan. Okay. Um, there was definitely some great American bashes where Surface Sting had on, like, red, white, and blue. Right. But uh, right. but he wasn't really like patriotic, patriotic like Hogan. Okay. Um, and let me see. The Patriot. I don't know if they tried per se, but I guess. Um, would you say um, face Bret Hart? I mean, would you call or would heel Bret Hart be the Canadian version of patriotic Hulk Hogan? Yo, like, 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 in like Bizarro World. Yeah, I think, yeah. Now that you think, say, mention it. Um, I would say so. Like he rocked the Canadian flag, and they were in Canada. He was a babyface, and got cheered through the roof, just like Hogan. Yes. Um. Yeah. I, if I, I would say, if you were to do Hogan's gimmick and drop the campiness of the whole vitamins and you know weights and all that type of stuff and uh-huh. like you know show up on like Sesame Street episodes I, I would <laughs> think that would be like the bird the breaths like 97 96 Canadian run would definitely be it <laughs> for sure for sure it was uh so short because the whole you know America versus Canada dual crowds was really different for its time you don't really see that today's day and age I mean, nah, nah, you really don't. Where a wrestler, or like, maybe, uh, yeah, I would say not even like. I guess maybe the Asian wrestlers, like if they did a show, but then they would have to be a heel here, and that and that really does that nationality gimmick doesn't really work too much anymore as far as like USA, you know, those type <laughs> of things, uh, like they once did. So, well, what's yeah. weird? Because uh-huh. sometimes that still happens, and, and I have to laugh because I'm like, wait a minute, both these guys are American. Like, why are you trying to USA? <laughs> like, and, uh, I, I wish I could think of an example off the top of my head, but okay. like, it would be like someone like Yokozuna in the ring. And, and I get it, like he's supposed to be Japanese, but I'm like, right. he's American. 
Right, 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 right. But we didn't know that as, as kids. No, no, we didn't. Uh, but but I, I, I wish I had a better example because I'm like, no, there have been some recent examples where I've been at shows and I'm like, why are y'all chanting USA? Like, these guys both from this country. But I was going to say, were they able to go... Oh, all right, well, you say they were actually from... Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, like, actual different, nat, you know, uh, national... Nas, uh, not nationality wrestlers, but di- different wrestlers from different countries uh, yeah. build in their respective countries as you know faces and then they come here their heels i guess yeah brett maybe the rougeos uh definitely the rougeos dino bravo maybe dino bravo i don't know you know Uh, yeah it's been interesting um maybe could you say kevin owens at one point like was he over in canada and then a heel here during the indie scene um, probably. Oh, I've got a great recent example. Yep. Honorary Oof, Sami Zayn. Where's he from? He's from Montreal. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah, yep. He's Canadian. And they were just recently over there and he got such a big pop. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, now it's, it's, he's probably going to get involved now, obviously, with his current game. Yeah. At one point, oh yeah, he was uh, like the cowardly heel. So, all right, bringing that feel, restoring that feeling back. Totally, totally. Um, an interesting thing, actually, Osiris, uh, at, specifically at NCW, well, Osiris is completely hated, one hundred percent heel uh, in was... Bristol, Rhode Island. Oh, okay. Um, however, in Dedham, Massachusetts. I would almost say it's like 80-20 babyface reaction, heel reaction. Really? Osiris, yeah. All uh, right. The, the people of Dedham love them some Osiris. Okay. But not so much Bristol? I found this not, on the web. Yeah, okay. not so much Bristol. <laughs> but book in other ways? Yeah, book to heal both places. Okay. All right. Um, but but for whatever reason, the people in Dedham, they, they love them some Osiris and... Uh, you know, I guess that's all good. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we went on a side spill, but about the Survivor Series, the favorite Survivor Series. But yes, mine was that particular one in the, at the Garden. What was what was your favorite Survivor Series? Minus that particular one at ninety three. Okay. Um, oh no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said yours is. I thought you were saying minus. No. So I was like, okay, I can't count that one. I got to think. Um, but you were saying mine. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, That's all good. But my favorite Survivor Series is actually the least Survivor Series show of Survivor right. Series shows. Um, and that would have to be Survivor Series Deadly Games. Ah, uh, 98. Yes. Um, that, uh, the Rock came into his own. Yes. Yes, he did. Not for me. Um, so I was a huge Rock mark. Yep. huge rock mark like I was rocking rayon silk shirts in high school and telling everyone they were $500 um, I bought a fossil watch I'm not even a watch guy um, but I bought a fossil watch I think it was like 60 bucks which you know for a high school kid that's a lot of money Yep. and uh, I was telling everyone I'm like oh I got my you know $10,000 watch on $500 shirts <laughs> you know? uh, I completely had the rocks wrapped down um so being a huge rock mark, 
uh, from day one too. Like when he was in the nation and like everyone's like Rocky sucks and all that. Like I was like, no, this guy's the man. Um, I remember even telling my mom because my mom's like, oh, this guy's a dweeb, but I'm like, no, this guy's the man. Like, yeah. And uh, so yeah, it was, uh, Survivor Series Deadly Games. I, I thought the storyline going into it was awesome. Yep. Um, I you know I wasn't smart to the business yet. Um, so I'm, you know, I, I wasn't like, uh, you know, I, I knew it was a work, but like, I don't know, like, I'm not reading dirt sheets to, to like know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So like, you know, the whole thing with Foley being the corporate guy, like I was by it and I was like, oh, wow, like, that's crazy. Like it's Foley and they're clearly orchestrating this for Foley to win it. Like, you know? Yeah. And they're going against the rock. Like, you know, they're trying to make the rock lose at every turn. So yeah. then we get to that main event, Foley against The Rock, and, you know, Vince helps The Rock win, and they hug afterwards and the whole thing, and it's like, there will be no more people's eyebrow. It is now the corporate eyebrow. There will yeah, be no more people's elbow. It is now the corporate elbow. <laughs> yeah, he was getting a lot of uh, face cheers throughout that whole pay-per-view. Yes. Um, so when they turned them like that, oh, oh, oh so good. So it was good. a long time too, I felt like. I think it was, it was set up tournament style. I felt yes. like, like a three plus hour uh, show. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. Well, um, the yeah, story told throughout was so good, though. Was, was Stone Cold on that sh- tournament? That's a very attractive question because he should have been, right? in the finals so I'm curious to know where Austin showed up there we go Survivor Series 98 it's a deadly game yeah dope theme song too yeah uh, alright here we go results wow this is a really interesting show uh, we're, we're gonna go through this in a minute but I'm just quickly looking uh, to see yeah Austin was in the tournament Okay. Yes, he okay. was. Will you get disqualified a ticket? Uh, that's a good question. He got beat by Mankind in the second round. Okay. Probably some kind of screw job. Okay. Which would make sense. And again, all part of that storyline where it seemed like Mankind was the guy. Yep. So, oh, it was so good. But but listen to this card because this is really interesting. Let's yep. talk about this. Opening match was uh, at the time they were being called too much. Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor. Ah, uh, yes. They defeated the Hardy Boys. Ah, uh, yes, I remember. So yeah, pretty much before they walked into Too Cool. Yeah, so right before that. Yep. Which uh, I think was an underrated uh, tag team in the tag team history of uh, histories. <laughs> you know, I don't disagree with you. Obviously, they went you know through the roof when uh, they became a three man tandem. Yes. You know, three man band, <laughs> right? You know, uh, but yeah, which is so. But we'll get back to um, real quick to Survivor Series. But it's just sort of weird that all right, you know, you threw like Rakishi in that, and it, it was somehow able to stick between like it's such a random pairing, but yeah, back no, to Survivor Series. <laughs> I feel you, I, I totally feel you, <laughs> but but hey, it worked, yeah, it was probably one of those like drunken throw to the wall ideas right between Vince and his crew <laughs> seriously 
And uh, speaking of uh, Rikishi, just another quick side note. Um, I, I was studying some Survivor Series matches the other day, and uh, I watched one, <laughs> and it had uh, old school Rikishi in the Fubu gear uh, <laughs> come out. I was like, wow, I forgot about that. It was Rikishi wear. What's up? It was called Rikishi wear. Rikishi wear, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so crazy. But uh, yeah, so back to Survivor Series 98. So the second match, the Job Squad, Bob Holly and Two Cold Scorpio <laughs> defeated the Legion of Doom, Animal and Draws. So it was LOD 2000. No. Well, I thought Legion of Doom 2000 was the new, new repackaged name. LOD 2000. Wasn't that Animal and Heidenreich? Nah, nah, nah. Okay. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, this is '98. What am I saying? Uh-huh. All good. All good. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah, and yeah, that was woo, terrible. Yeah, yeah, that was. But then the the LOD with draws, you know, really didn't have any steam either. So no, no. Uh, after like '95, unfortunately, LOD was just never the same. Yeah. But, I'm surprised uh, they didn't like that. Yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't come back. Like, oh, they didn't do like a, a storyline of games. Like, oh, I forget Legion of Doom, and they return. Then they return to like the, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on their their OG name, the OG Warriors. Or yeah, I'm surprised they didn't just go back to that. You well, know? I mean, it, they, it still wouldn't have been the same. Like, like once Hawk started having like all the drug problems and things. Yeah, that's true. That's my yeah. They were just never the same after that, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. And still, I still see how uh, Animal and Johnny Ace are brothers. I know, right? They nothing alike. Seriously, such an odd pairing. Facial feature whatsoever between right? us. Craziness, really is. And uh, and who would have thought Johnny Ace would make it so much? Not to say make it so much farther than Animal did, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, well, I think he had like a lucrative. He had a great career in Japan, apparently. Yeah, uh, I guess Giant Baba's wife thought he was really handsome. Okay. And wanted to push him. Okay. And wasn't he the original, the original name, the Stunner? I think so, actually. Okay. Okay. Uh, or actually, is he the original of the Stunner or the RKO? I don't know. Is it? Aren't they all the same variations of one another? RKO. Uh, the stunner is more you're sitting down on your, you know, on your on your on your butt, but the RKO is on your back. That diamond cut is similar. Yeah. Uh, but then what about the ravishing rude uh, rude awakening? Well, that was uh, the other way around. Right, but was that before Johnny Ace's? Oh yeah, stunner? oh definitely. Oh, okay. So then rude technically be the originated. Everyone that's the modifications of it. Well, no, because Rude's Rude Awakening was you, both guys are back to back. Oh, right, 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 right. And then, yeah, right. then he falls down. Like the motion is very similar. Right. Um, but, but yeah, your bodies are lined up differently. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, Johnny Ace. Um, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Ace. Well, it's fine because. <laughs> Really quick, and then back to Survivor Series. Uh, obviously, they're you know family, but then also too, you got like the Pritchards, their family. Uh, one being famous than the other, 
you know, Bruce, and then you got Dr. Tom, you know, who yeah. was uh, one of the body donors, if folks don't remember, as uh, like, what was this? It was, uh, uh, what were the body, body donors' names? Skip uh, and Zip. Zip, yeah, so I think he was Zip. Yes. Yes, because Skip was yeah. uh, Candido. Right, and then he was also in the Heavenly Bodies, but then you have Bruce as a brother love and obviously one of the main guys with Vince in the back scene. So, siblings in the business. Right? Craziness. Yeah. That didn't, that weren't like a tag team uh, tandem. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like siblings that didn't really work together. No. Because I know, you know, Tom and Bruce were siblings until after the fact. Same. Same. Same thing with Animo and Johnny Ace. Right? Yeah, I didn't learn that till the internet. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's a very interesting, very interesting thing. But back to Survivor Series. Back to Survivor Series, Deadly Game. So, you ready for match number three? Yep. Val Venus defeated Tiger Ali Singh. Try to remember Tiger Ali Singh. Oh, okay. Was he? He was Indian. He was like the original uh, modern day Maharaja. Right. But he was like a million dollar man gimmick, though, correct? Yes. He was super rich, paying yep. people to do things yep okay and he said Val Venus yeah Val Venus beat him underrated Mikata yes very underrated uh, and I just found out two interesting tidbits um Val Venus his um Titantron video uh-huh which has Jenna Jameson in it really yes oh. uh so actually I'll say I found out three interesting tidbits because yeah I didn't realize she was in that okay um, so, so yeah, she's she's in his Titantron video. They okay. filmed that at Bruce Pritchard's backyard. Oh, wow. Uh, which I'm like, wow, Bruce Pritchard must have had a really nice house. Uh, <laughs> well, I, uh, they're originally from Texas. I think that's where he stays at. Or, or currently or did. So I, I think, think so. Yeah, real estate is probably relatively more affordable uh, down there compared to up here. Oh, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, so they filmed that at Pritchard's house, and apparently, uh, nobody told Bruce Pritchard's wife that Jenna Jameson was gonna be there. Hysterical, <laughs> and she was not very happy about it. Hysterical, and then the uh, last interesting tidbit um, in that Titantron video, Jenna Jameson has on, uh, and I never say this right, I think you call it a, a bandolera, it's um, you know, that Rambo style um, bullet holder thing that you wear like on your chest. Okay. Um, so yeah, Jenna Jameson is, is wearing one of those strategically placed. And uh, apparently, if you look closely, uh, you will realize that those are not bullets that are in that. Uh, okay. But instead, something uh, a little bit more suggestive, if you will. Okay. Something you might um, find at a bachelorette party. Okay. Still, still not it. In a picture, but okay. <laughs> I haven't seen the Titantron in like decades. I understand. I, only thing I remember from his Titantron is when he like has like the army helmet and he just stands up. I think yeah, yep. in the wood, like with trees. That's all I oh, and like and a, that's a Bruce of, like, house. Yeah, and, and a shot of like a like a drill to like no, you know, like a drill, like to emphasize. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's why I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, what it was supposed to. Yeah, those are the only two things I can remember. <laughs> yeah, I only remember like a female in like the 
the vignette. But yeah, I'll check YouTube and, and check out the Titantron video. For sure, for sure. But how real back to Bruce's wife, how he know how she know that that was Janet Jameson, just not some random, you know, WF employee. Well, I, I and I guess I, we would have to ask her what the truth was. Knows. Yeah, I didn't know who that was before, like you said, like internet days. You know yeah, I mean? no, me neither. And, and to be fair, she might not have known specifically that it was Jenna Jameson. She, oh, she might have just been like, oh, there's a naked woman in my backyard. Yeah, like, now I got you. Yeah, I thought like, she was like, oh, that's Jenna Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, I was like, how'd she know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's what the, the video I watched, they were like, oh, like, Bruce Pritchard's wife is mad Jenna Jameson was there. Like, no one told uh-huh. her. But I'm like, it might have just been like, wait, there's a naked woman in my backyard. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. All right. But, uh, yeah, on match, uh, Val Venus and um, who'd you say? Yeah, against Tiger Ali Singh. Tiger Ali Singh. So, yeah. I think, yeah. So, was Val always the face? Um, yeah. No. No, he definitely had some real time. No, no, I'm saying the Val Venus gimmick, not the not his the actual wrestler. Yeah, the Val Venus gimmick, I feel like, was a heel at one point. Really? Yeah, I feel like. I feel okay. like, in fact, I feel like when he first came in, he was a heel. Okay, all right. On some Rick Rude 2.0 type tip? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So, so okay. people got behind him because it was the 90s. Okay, okay. Also, these matches were really short. Um, the that Val Venus Tiger Ali Singh was two minutes and thirty six seconds. Yeah, you had to probably make room for the whole tournament. I guess so. Um, so that tag match for the Job Squad against LOD was two minutes and seventeen seconds. Okay. Then match number four, Gangrel defeated Steve Blackman in a singles match in three minutes and twenty one seconds. Oh wow! Then match number five opening match of the uh, tournament. Mankind defeated Gilberg in 30 seconds. Appropriate. Right. <laughs> match number six, also opening round of the tournament. Al Snow defeated Jeff Jarrett in three minutes and 31 seconds. So he did dual matches that night? No, Al Snow wasn't uh, on the job squad match. It was Bob Holly and Two Cold Scorpio. Oh, okay. But he was still in that stable, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, match number seven: Stone Cold Steve Austin beats Big Boss Man in three minutes and twenty seconds. Okay. And then uh, match number eight: I, I got to go back and watch this because I'm really curious how this match was. Yep. Steven Regal versus X Pac ended in a double countout, eight minutes and ten seconds. Yeah. Now who was facing here in that match? I'm a guess Regal was the heel. Okay. This was probably DX X-Pac. All right, so no Xbox Heat at the time? Not yet. Okay. But so crazy. I'm like, yeah, definitely got to go back and watch that. Especially with a double count. Those don't happen too much today. No, no. Um, match number nine, and I'm surprised this match went this long. Kent Shamrock defeated Goldust in five minutes and 56 seconds. Yeah, that's a pretty appropriate time match. <laughs> all good, all good. And then uh, match number 10, Rock defeated Big Boss Man in three seconds. But I thought you said Stone Cold beat him. 
Go backwards. Stone Cold. Yeah. Does say Stone Cold beat Big Boss Man. So I'm not sure how The Rock beat Big Boss Man in three seconds. That's kind of a weird one. Right? And how he faced him twice. How Boss Man wrestled twice if he lost the first time. Yeah, so there's a lot of of that uh, need to be answered. Indeed. Um, Then, next up, Undertaker defeated Kane in 7 minutes and 16 seconds. Okay. Uh, and now we go to round two. Oh, Undertaker Kane must have had a bye because this says they were part of round two. Okay. Um, so next up then, Mankind uh, defeats Al Snow. Uh, three minutes, 55 seconds. That felt right. Okay. Rock defeated Ken Shamrock in eight minutes and 20 seconds. Okay. Sable defeated Jacqueline. Uh, for the WWF Women's Championship. In okay. three minutes and 14 seconds, Shane McMahon was special guest referee for some reason. Hysterical. Right? And then uh, we get to the tournament semifinals. Mankind defeats Stone Cold Steve Austin in 10 minutes and 27 seconds. Okay. Now the matches are getting a little longer. Yep. Rock defeated Undertaker in 8 minutes and 24 seconds. Wow. Then uh, the semi-main event, New Age Outlaws take on D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry, take on the Headbangers. Okay. And the New Age Outlaws retained their WWF Tag Team Championship in 10 minutes and 10 seconds. Okay. And then the final main event, the final round of Deadly Games, The Rock defeated Mankind with the sharpshooter in 17 minutes and 17 seconds. Uh, uh, hold on. Uh, no Triple H in this pay-per-view? Apparently not. That's not crazy. All. all of the X, if you said X-Pac and then New Age Outlaws, was he ever injured in 98? Maybe? Because, yeah, that is really weird. Yeah. For Especially the- down the Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, he must have been injured. Cause that seems yeah, they look like that's pretty much the, the whole roster they used for the you know the whole thing. Yeah. Uh okay, all right. I just don't remember the only time I remember him being injured though is when he came back geared to the gills um <laughs> yes. in two thousand and one? Something like that, yeah. It was the my time, our time, him in China thing. Yes. No, I remember that. That was crazy. That's probably yeah, my favorite Triple H. Company, yeah, he was with the company in 98, so... Yeah, so odd to see a pay-per-view with no Triple H. Yeah. He must have had a small injury of some sort or something to keep him off or, I don't know, a cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, uh, he um Royal Rumble 99, I guess? Uh, I'm going to Survivor back then. Yeah, let's see. Was. Actually, I'm going to see if I can find out. Was Triple H hurt in 1998? Okay. Since you got all okay. of DX then. He, yeah, he was hurt. Okay, what, what was his injury? What's that? What was his injury? 
knee injury took him out of action for two months. Oh wow! Okay, and I I think that's why the uh, championship was vacated. Was he the champ before that? No, seemed like it. Oh, he was the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, who was a heavyweight title? Will contend that before it was up for grabs, I guess. That's a very good question. Because it's not Austin, it wasn't The Rock. Who was WWF champion before Survivor Series 98? Austin. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Let's see. Okay. Uh, so what happened was Undertaker. So there was a triple threat match. Okay. Um, at the October in your house. Uh, okay. Austin against Undertaker and Kane. Okay. Undertaker and Kane both pinned Austin. So they vacated oh. the title. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. That's different, but right. I got that often, but all right. All right. <laughs> Which uh, led to the, the Rock getting it, and then that's so that was the year of WrestleMania 15, where Austin and Rock is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. Which was the start of the trilogy of WrestleManias because it was 15, then 17, then 19. Yes. Everybody always said 17 was their best one. I always felt I always dug 15 as my you know favorite Rock Austin WrestleMania match. What was yours? Um, I would have to go back and watch all three. Okay. And uh, to to accurately give my opinion. Okay. All right. But, uh, you know, Austin taking the first two and then uh, Rock uh, going over on 19. I think that was when Rock was facing Austin. Was he on, I want to say? Yes. Yep. That feels right. And then, yeah. And, uh, yeah. They, of course, traded those roles back and forth a bunch. Right, 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 right. But uh, it was so the seven times that you see Austin lose clean. Yeah, right? You know. Yeah, that doesn't had, happen too often. No, nah, he had that. He, it wasn't so part of, he didn't have the, it'll work for me, brother, but it was his own version. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Looking back, The Rock surprisingly um, lost the clean a lot of times as he will face um, in those heavyweight title matches a, a lot compared to like the you know the other big names in those similar roles like a Hogan, Austin, even Triple H really didn't lose a whole lot, uh, but he was one of the rare occasions that sort of put guys over in that aspect. Yeah, I, I think, and I think there's a couple reasons for that. Okay. I, I think the biggest reason for that, that the rock when the rock like really reached his height of popularity, he left. Yep. Started you think doing so? things. You think so? I think so, because I'm like, that would have been the time where Rock was in the position to be like, Yeah, it's not gonna work for me, bro. Okay. Um, but but he left to go do movies. So, so that's why I think that's the biggest reason. But beyond that, I think the next thing, though, I feel like Rock, just from everything I've read or seen online, uh, you know, he grew up in the business and understands the business. Yep. Doesn't mind putting people over. Uh, from everything I've read, the only person he didn't put over or work with was Michaels. 
Correct. Correct. But still, even I'm just saying, like, against his feud with Stone Cold, he didn't have didn't get all the W's. His feud with I think Triple H, he didn't get all the W's. Um, trying to think of the big maybe with mankind, he also didn't get all the W's, you know what I'm saying? So it's just so yeah, odd. No, I feel you. But the only time when he did get W's like constantly is pretty much his part time days. Like his feud with uh I, well actually no, all right. Hogan I actually surprisingly, which is hilarious that we're talking about the guy who says it doesn't work for me, has them he hasn't got a W on the rock ever. <laughs> well, did they have more than that one match? Two matches. They yeah, had Backlash matches. and, yeah, because uh, that was when it was Heel Rock and Face Rock beat Hogan. Okay, okay. You know, obviously, WrestleMania was 18 with the infamous, like, you know, NWO Hogan. They had that whole half 50-50 crowd. Yeah. And then when the program with the Rock was destroying him on the mic, which I thought he was going to get that, you know, Hogan was going to get that but he just, they just bulldozed him over, basically. Interesting. Yeah, Hollywood rock. So crazy. Yeah, so the top guy that, yeah. But the other guy that pretty much Hogan, I mean, the Hogan rock, really didn't get a whole lot of W's on. He did get, he, did, he, did he get the W with Cena's, that whole program? The rock? Yeah. Uh, they split it. Okay, all right, so they split with that. I know he got the W's with Punk. I don't think Punk ever got his, 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 he did not. Right, so that's one. Um, be interesting to see what they do with Roman. Um, but yeah, like I said, Rock's one of the top guys that really didn't get a whole lot of W's. This is star power. But I do, yeah, I think a lot of that goes back to just the time timing. Yeah, he even allowed Brock to go over on him and never got the, never got the W back. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, because I was trying to think like any other top. Maybe Bret Hart or was his fifty his win win loss ratio was like fifty fifty with guy, top guys. That's, That's a good question. Because Michael's definitely got a majority of his W's, but his programs that like he was in, he was selling them in the. He got the. It wasn't his version, but it was. Uh, I'm gonna take my ball t- oh, and go to WCW. Finally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Like, even against his buds, uh, I think the only time he let guys go was maybe, like, Razor. Uh, and that was pretty much it in that program. Like, I, I think he went over with Diesel, uh, Nash, obviously, uh, in that program. Uh, yeah, I think you The current angle go over a lot in his... Uh, when he I was... Feel like- I feel like Angle was a 50-50 guy. I feel like he won, won a lot and lost a lot. Okay. Okay. Um, Cena obviously got the Hogan win ratio. Win lock. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's uh, all I can think of. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That listing, if you will. Do you think that? Do you think guys need the whole way of uh, booking to stop out, or you think what we were saying like the Rock they can sustain it just with that as well? I, I think it all depends. I, I think the Rock was just so entertaining; you could do anything with him, and it would get over. Okay. Um, but I think, I think if you want to book a top guy, you've got to give him that Hogan level 
What will take her? What will take her? Take her special. What do you, what do you mean? Like, uh, like I, I'm like, you just can't compare anybody to take her. She's uh, a special attraction. Like okay. Andre the Giant. Okay, okay. Okay. Because he was thought of Yeah, because he was booked as the dim man. So, like, you know, how are you going to defeat the, the guy that's already, you know what I'm saying? So they, they have that gimmicky booking to establish his W's, I guess. Totally. But even as when he was, you know, heavyweight champ, his reigns weren't that long, and he didn't really have the belt that many times. No, but that's because he's a special attraction. Actually, you don't really need to put the belt on him much, like because you don't want him to lose. You know. What about Yoko? Yoko, Did he had that special attraction. I need my W. I got because he didn't really. Did he take a lot else? No, nah. he did. And he I, did not. Okay, okay. So he's on the, the the Undertaker column, the special attraction gimmick. I would say so. Based it was very of, short-lived, but yes. Yeah, because he was uh, his his reign was what like from like ninety three, ninety two to ninety. It was like Five? 93 to it was like just 93 to 93. It wasn't more than a year? No. Cause like 92. So he was well, he was the champ going to WrestleMania 9. And that was when? That was 93. Okay. All right. Hogan leaves. Him and Brett have their feud that go to WrestleMania 10. So that's 94, correct? Yes. Okay. So there's a year right there. But think about this for how short Yokozuna's you know, run really was. He had the belt going into Mania 9 and then lost it to Hogan. Right. Um, and then he won it back at, at the In Your House. Right. And then... Lost it to Brett. Lost it to Brett at Mania 10. Right. Because that was when Brett did the dual matches with him and Owen and then obviously him and Yoko. And that's yeah. when he... You know, he was on everybody's shoulders. And then that was it. like the end of Yokozuna. At least as far as like he, a he dominant was- run. He wasn't uh, after they didn't, they didn't pick up the feud after WrestleMania 10? Nah. So what, who did Brett feud with after? Um, let's see. After Mania 10. What's that? Is that when the Michaels program started? Maybe. I feel like that's like super soon. That, that does feel super soon. Hold on. I'm looking up to see what was uh, SummerSlam 93 because that should give us a good idea. Okay. Or no, SummerSlam 94. I'm sorry. SummerSlam 94 was Diesel and Taker. Completely went away from... (laughs) Right? Let's see. Where was Brett on the card even? Oh, because this is um, Brett and Owens' feud. Oh, okay. Okay. That's where, where we went after Mania. Did uh, Brett ever put the title on the line against uh, ever against Owen? Um, at SummerSlam. Oh, okay. I gotta see this. Uh, I, thought, I can only remember the WrestleMania 10 encounter, you know, being a classic. But uh, yeah, they had a 32 minute, 22 second steel steel cage match at SummerSlam. A half ma- a half Iron Man. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. Um, cool. 
Oh, now, now I'm thinking of uh, champs that mankind. He really didn't get any W's as a heavyweight champ as the main guy. No, and that wasn't really his job. Okay. He was more just to establish himself, I guess, or his opponent. I guess so. Okay. All right. Okay. But uh, yeah, he, was never, he was never supposed to be the guy, but he was over, so they made him the guy as a feel good thing. Right. Yeah, because uh, that I think that was the reason why they had WrestleMania 2000 being like uh, that many guys. Cause I think he was a champ going into it. Was he? Or was it Rock? <laughs> Let's see. That was Rock, Triple H, Mankind, and Big Show. Yeah, I feel like it was Rock or Triple H, but which do you think do you feel was Mania 2000 an underrated pay per view or it served its purpose? I would have to go back and watch it because I honestly yeah, don't the, remember. I it. think that's that's when they started the three hour pay per views, right? Like just make, making that regular, some change. So crazy. That's why I felt like Survivor Series '98 was super long. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, like I said, when you have tournaments, like think about it, WrestleMania four as a kid, I remember it came in on two VHS tapes. Yeah, yep. I remember that. Yeah, because a whole tournament of the whole roster. Exactly, exactly. Such craziness. Such what craziness. Did, I mean, the OG King of the Rings were those long too? I feel like those were shorter. Okay. Because they were they were shorter tournaments too. Like Let's Because uh, Deadly Games and, and WrestleMania 4 uh, were both 16-man tournaments. Oh, wow. I, I think King of the Rings were only eight-man tournaments. So it was half? Yeah. Wow, there was actually 16 for the Survivor Series? Yeah. I can see WrestleMania being that many guys because it is WrestleMania. But for the Survivor Series, that's whew, overkill. Right? <laughs> Oh, crazy. I mean, it was a tournament for the heavyweight title. True. So I guess, yeah. I guess, cause you, you think they could do that again in today's crop of guys? A 16-man tournament for the, the title? Today's... <laughs> excuse me. Um, today's crop of guys, that would be tough to do. Because you've only got... I would say maybe six guys or so that I would be like, oh yeah, this guy could win. You saying that in, in, at the '98 um, one, is, as well as WrestleMania Four, they had a better chance of guys that could actually look like they would, you know, title contention. I feel like I, I feel okay. like it was more wide open. Okay, but with like the cat, with the crowd, just different. Daily games. You have the Bossman, Stone Cold, Mankind, The Rock. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, nah, I can't. Well, I forget. Who were the other names that you mentioned between uh, that was in that tournament? Yeah. Oh, uh, Al Snow. Pulling it back up now. Um, That's five right there. Uh, Got, uh, yeah. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Okay. Uh, I mean, Gilbert, obviously. Was yeah. So for Jeff Jarrett, could you see him being uh, actually winning the title as one of the guys for that in that tournament? At that time, it would it would have felt fluky, but it would have been like, oh, I could maybe see it. He had already been okay. Intercontinental Champion. I like it. fluky. All right, all right, we'll, we'll use that as a as a gauge. So, all right, so Jeff Jarrett, he was fluky. Who else we got? 
Um, so him and Al Snow, I would put both in the same category. Fluby so, category. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Gilbert was obviously not going to win it. Yeah, he, he's not even a fluky category. category. Yeah. He's just outright not going to get it. Right. Okay. Uh, Mankind beat him in 30 seconds. But Mankind, he, he it seemed like it was set up for him to win it. So, so all right, so he, he wouldn't be in the fluky category then. No, nah, Mankind. He'd be in the, the possibility, yes. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. Stone Cold, obviously. Yep. I would even put Big Boss Man in that category of possibly winning. Possibility run. Oh, yeah. run. Okay. All right. All right. Regal and X Pac. That's a tough Ooh. one. Ooh. I don't remember exactly how they were at that time. So possibly fluky? Possibly fluky. Definitely okay. Regal would be in the fl- fluky category. Okay. X-Pac, you think X What? You think the same thing with X Pac want to be in a fluky? Category? I'm not sure on Xbox. I'm open to. I'm open to that going either way. Waste though. <laughs> what? I would see him as like I see European from there on. I was, I never seen him in that that heavyweight tier. Same, same. Um. So yeah, let's put him in Fluky. Fluky. All right. Uh, Sham- Shamrock. I put in that possible yes category. I agree. I agree. Gold dust. I could go. I put him in the fluky, just based off of his campy character. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yep, I'm fine with that. So we'll okay. put him in the fluky. Okay. Uh, the Rock, definitely possible, yes. Right. Um, somehow, Big Boss Man has showed up again. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta definitely go back and see how that happened. Yes. Uh, <laughs> must have been on some, on some weird technicality. Oh, right. Like it was like yeah. a dusty finish or something funky. Yeah, yep. Uh, Undertaker, possibly yes, no possibly, question. Yep. Yep. Kane, possibly yes, no question. Yep. And uh that's everybody. Okay. All right. So yeah, those crop of guys. So we had about wait, what like four flukies and Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so the ratio wise, yeah, the majority was like May uh, possibly could, could run, you know, with the title. Yeah, um, and you know, Triple H was out hurt. Right, right, Triple. Yeah, so if you if he was in the crop, you'd definitely be in the possibilities again. Yeah. What I'm curious to know if plans would have been different to have Rock as the corporate guy instead of Triple H. Oh, that's interesting. You know, since so they were playing, you know, the whole Batman and Joker tandem for a good chunk of the Attitude Era. That's very interesting. Let's say we fancy booked, uh, and we try to forget what we know how the Rock's you know career panned out. But during that right. time, if we, if we were in the boardroom in '98 and Triple H was still a viable option, would we keep him, or still would we have to keep the Rock's decision? You know, keep him, or would we have Triple H instead? That's and I'm, this is doubly tough because there <laughs> there's pros and cons to each. Okay. Or really just pros to each. There's no cons to either. Okay. But I'm like, oh, you, you put Triple H in that spot. That's Michael's boy coming off the year after Michael's had just done the screw job. Ah. Okay. You got a little continuation story right there. Yes. Yep. Um, and, and Triple H leaving DX would have been huge. Um, yep. Big swerve there. Leaving DX to become the corporate guy. Yep. Like that would it be- writes itself. 
Yeah. Yep. It writes itself. Uh, but with that being said, The Rock was becoming so hot at that time. Like he uh, he was so popular. Like that 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 turn. I, I think The Rock's turn was bigger mm-hmm. than Triple H's turn would have been. Okay. Okay. The Rock was getting so pop popular, and people were saying yep. the catchphrases and all the things. Yep. Yep. Um. And yeah, it was. It's funny though because uh, you know Triple H eventually joined the corporation. Yes. Second, like the Rock and Triple H were like not adversaries. Like it was so weird. Yes. Um. And then obviously the Rock went on to do his thing, and then Triple H sort of got the leadership role in the corporation slash ministry for like a hot second and then it was back to Vince and Taker right yeah 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 now I'm thinking when you said the whole breakup from DX I felt that was very lackluster thinking back on it yeah because if he did have that whole storyline that he did join the corporation that would definitely have made it more memorable right with this one like with that one I feel like it was like a brief he turned on them type of thing and that was it yeah and then he joined the corporation like later yeah yeah, yeah. okay and do you think uh, careers were still panned out the same or do you think that w- if Triple H was you know the champ uh, going in uh, oh hey would, would him and Austin's feud would have been better than Rock and Austin's feud if that would have been the case no way I, I don't think you could top Rock and Austin okay because the Triple H's heel isn't as like charismatic as a heel that you need to be to carry Austin's like you know like vigilante personality exactly okay so Rock and Austin was a great contrast yep um, personality wise visually with the Rock being black and Samoan uh, against the bald white guy like all, all of that like just played so well okay okay but if Triple H and Austin was going to Romania, where does that pe- peg, do you think, The Rock? Would he just probably sustain the feud with him and Mankind? I feel like that would be weird. But, uh... You think that would possibly could eclipse a program with Triple H and Stone Cold? With, you know, Rock and Mankind? I don't think it would have eclipsed it. I mean, Triple H and Stone Cold would have been the bigger program. Uh, you think so? Uh, yeah, just because of how, how big Stone Cold was at that time. And, and Triple H would have been elevated. But Rock getting up there even before the, the program with Stone Cold was the uh, same reaction, though. True, but I feel like it was like Austin was 1A, Rock was 1B at, at, at that time. You're right, right. You know, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But, uh, yeah, that would that would, would have been interesting to see if Triple H, you know, didn't get injured. What the the landscape of the whole wrestling business would have been for both of their careers. Yeah, and I mean, I, I always go back to what if the curtain call didn't happen? Okay, because so, Triple H was supposed to win that King of the Ring, and not Austin. What so you don't have Austin three sixteen? What year was this when the curtain call happened? Ninety six. Okay. So it's actually a good thing that uh, all these bad things happen to Triple H in his career. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, in, in, in a weird scheme of things, he put guys over. Right. But their careers. 
and then eventually he he came into his own. But every, the only see, I, I just feel bad for Triple H in regards to he'll never be on people's like Rushmore's. I mean, I don't think there's any reason to feel bad for Triple H. He's uh, he's doing okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying yeah, but, but I'm saying like career wise, like as a, as a wrestler, you know what I'm saying. Even not being on anyone's Rushmore though, like he's doing okay. He's uh, he's he's. But do you think? Do you think basically a McMahon? Do you think any wrestlers? Well, maybe in the next 20, 30 years. But currently, do you see any wrestlers that were using his template? As a performer, like they do with like the Flares, the Rocks, the Hogan's, the So Calls, like you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, because I, I sometimes go on a Triple H trip. Really? How so? Yeah. Um, for a while, I was doing the Triple H knee. Oh, okay. Uh, the running high knee. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, every now and then, I I I love the uh, the attitude of uh, my time Triple H. Okay. So I definitely have borrowed a little bit of that. Um, and actually, uh, at the Kids Day show this year, yep. uh, I uh, did the Triple H water spit entrance. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, is that technically Triple H or is that Who to Guerrero? <laughs> the juice, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Which in itself, oh, man. that, that uh, When he was... Uh, Referring himself in third person, right. himself juicy. <laughs> oh, too classic. I think even the Rock didn't he like mention him at one point? Did like, he? In the promo? Yeah, like, it's like uh, Jericho, like t- talking about how he was facing guys in WCW named Hoover Two. I think you might be right. <laughs> but it would have been funny if they were able to get. Uh, Hoover to over to the WWE when the Rock was still when they did the whole invasion game and had like a program between those two. <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. Yeah, right. Like you got the Rock against the Juice. <laughs> Baby, you still, with the Juice. Yeah, I still be like scratching my head about when the Rock was the hur- Hurricane Feud program. That still was boggles my mind. Right. Like, <laughs> but it was so good. Yeah. And I just won those lightning in the bottle, uh, similar to like you know Sammy in in, in the Bloodline, like yeah, and, uh, and man, like Rock and Rock and Saw connection, another lightning in the bottle, Trip, uh, Rakishi and Too Cool. Um, trying to think of any other similar once in a lifetime type of um, things like that got trips that wasn't supposed to. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, you gave some great examples <laughs> just now. Did WCW have any? Would you say NWO or no? Was it would that be lightning in the bottle? I feel like no, because I'm like okay. that. How could that not work? I, I mean, it, it could, but it couldn't sustain it. How long? It's still selling shirts off of it, so I mean, it sustained itself. True, true. Even when they almost like ate themselves with the whole splitting of the Wolfpack, then you had NWOB. It was like they were almost like trying on purpose to get, devalue the brand. But yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, trying to think of like other. Uh, uh, man. Yeah, WCW didn't seem like they had to make any of that. 
No, didn't. Would Would you say the whole luchador uh, roster on WCW? <laughs> <laughs> Would that be considered lightning in the bottle? I can't count that because I'm like, I, I feel like we we remember it being bigger than it was. Okay. Oh, it did. It did break out Rey Mysterio and, and Eddie Guerrero. Yes, but I would say, particularly in regards to Eddie Guerrero, I feel like he yeah. really didn't break out until WWE. What? Oh, that's, oh, that's a that's a that's he just was hot take right there. That, that that's just my opinion. That's a great hot west take, uh, hot take right there. Because uh, the the whole when he was shoot when they had the LWO, he came down with his like, you know, LWO music like he was that chill. Almost sounded like Sade. Ah, <laughs> uh, too funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, because don't forget with the whole radicals thing. He wasn't named to come over. That's why people knew who he was from WCW. He was so over. I mean, they knew who he was. They knew who all those guys were. But like, I feel like it was really in WWE where he really got over, you know, and he became Eddie Guerrero. I lie, I cheat, I steal. I know what they. It was just nah, because that because the, the seeds were sown when, he, like I said, he was with the whole LWO and he was super heelish. Uh, we're gonna put that in the uh, GA West uh, hot take uh, bin for now yeah we're man gonna, uh, down the line that you'll be probably mentioning yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back and watch some uh, old school WCW to, to we'll, we'll see see how the crowd's acting oh yeah most definitely most definitely I mean yeah cause I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, so do you think would that be the same case for Jericho then? Do you think he didn't get his he, he didn't you know turn to a butterfly till WWE or in WCW he already Jericho was already there when he left WCW. Okay. Uh, uh, so I think yeah, I, I think I think Jericho. Um, I, I think Jericho was. And, and to be, be fair, um, I, I might not be telling this right because I was a big Jericho mark from early on. Oh okay. I loved, you know, the Ayatollah of rock and roller and, you know, hanging out with Rufus and, and all that stuff. Like, the man with a thousand holds. Yeah, yeah. With the, the original licks. 1001, and, you know, <clears throat> beat everybody. Oz, Kevin Nash, Master yeah, Blaster, Razor Remote. Well, did you, did you like Lion Tamer, Chris Jericho? So so. Okay, but, but really, like when he started becoming like the cocky, like, yeah, whatever, that's when I, I I really got into him. Yeah, because I say when he was in that WCW, it seemed like he wasn't really booked, other than uh, opening matches. Agreed, uh, I would agree. He wasn't booked very think, well. I always saw Guerrero towards like Mick Carter end of the events. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I. <laughs> That's why I was curious when I asked if Jericho was any different. You know what I mean? When he came over. I feel you. I feel like Jericho already had his personality together. Like, I feel like Guerrero, like, he really put his personality together once he got to WWE. Okay. And he added 30 pounds of muscle out of nowhere. Yeah, and and Jericho definitely had the more legendary uh, introduction to... Oh, I mean, Jericho probably had the best introduction of all time. I I would, uh... I would say, uh, other than, are you talking about other than like return from injury returns? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like for a debut in a new company to debut yeah. with The Rock. Um. Would you say well, Wubba Hogan going into WCW? I'd say Jericho's was bigger. Okay. Ho- I mean Hogan. They, WCW made a big deal out of Hogan's coming in. Yeah. Well, Hogan's was bigger in the landscape of wrestling. Yes. Compared to Jericho's was just like a... Jericho's was a In comparison. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, because Hogan shifted the whole, yeah, movement, basically. Right. Like like we were saying, though, he didn't really get it into the whole NWO. Yeah, I totally. Him arriving there on like a, on a mainstream scene wasn't really that big like Jericho coming over to Vincent company yeah it was more like alright we, we got like it was like if the if Jordan left the Bulls and he went to like the Knicks you know what I'm saying I feel you that's actually a great analogy yeah. you know the, 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 the arch rival or to like the Pistons or something like that right you know uh, but yeah. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so I definitely, I definitely agree with you with Jericho. Definitely having the best. Uh, you think about, you think we'll ever see that again, like with AEW and WWE going forward, or not so much. Yeah, I think someone will do something similar. Because uh, we see obviously Daniels didn't really have that type of reaction like Jericho did. No, Punk didn't have that reaction that Jericho did. Well, Jericho, so. the other thing that was to his benefit that unfortunately no one else will ever be able to duplicate. Okay. Was uh timing Y2K. Yeah, but was that really like an added effect on like that the whole Y2 Jericho and Y2K with the whole internet thing re- after that like whole countdown really didn't really tie to one another. No, so, after that it was done. But right. it, that was all part of the build up. Oh, okay, okay. And so that I think that helped a lot because you already had something that was big in the news. Okay. So everybody's talking about Y2K, and then WWE. It's like, wait, there's a Y2K countdown. Like, what's going on? Like, this is a big thing. Like, uh, so when it becomes okay. Y2J. Uh, okay. Oh, now I see what you're saying. Okay. Now, yeah, they could attach it with that. Right. I think they can still do that in today's demographic, uh, today's landscape, especially now. There's no Y2K anymore. Like, no, no. But I'm saying, well, the, the whole landscape in, t- in, in the world today, you got social media, so they right. can attach it by. That way, you you got. But you need a. You ready? Here, here's the last time we, we could have done this. Okay. 2012. Okay. Was the last time I think we could have done this. Oh, like the Mayan calendar. Yep. With the world ending. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. But then I, I'm saying, well, I can see now what politics have you know since the whole country is somewhat at a, at a division right now with you know Democrats and Republicans. I I, I can see a wrestler doing something similar to that. And we just had the the, uh, the January sixth uh, thing last year, so if you know you had these type of events going forward, I think wrestlers can capture that and have a similar introduction with Jericho if it's properly you know uh, put together. I okay, I feel you. It would have to be properly put together, but right. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't... was Jericho obviously the dirt sheets. Like, did folks know going into it that it would have been Jericho like we would know to, in today's day and age? Um, definitely not like in today's day and age. Stuff gets out okay. too too easily. Okay. But folks didn't have some 
folks didn't know that he potentially would be arriving on Monday night. I'm sure there was a good amount of people that knew. In fact, yeah, because there were signs in the crowd when he debuted. You don't think those were planted signs? They could have been. <laughs> they could have been. Wouldn't that be curious? You know, do you think companies do that? Oh, did that at one point? Oh, no question. Was all original fan signs. No, they were, they were definitely planted. Really? Could you tell though the difference between a planted sign and someone who came up with it that that night? Because I know folks had sharpies probably when they went into the arenas. Hello. Test one two. Uh, looks like we got a part one, part two uh, episode uh, going on here. You back? Oh, I'm back. Okay. That was so crazy. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, music started playing. Like hysterical. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened. I, I think I hit something on my watch. Oh, okay, all right. But no, I was just asking. Do you think? You know, going back, if there was a original signs or planted signs, do you think? I know folks came in with sharpies when they were going to the arena. So you don't think a lot of those were uh, man-made signs? Oh, maybe like they, they right then and there they just did it. Yeah, that's a possibility. Because I, I, when I went to live shows, I don't see like folks handing you signs at security check. Like here, carry, uh, put this. You know, take this. Interesting. Okay, I don't remember ever seeing that. Um, I was it's funny I, I have one kind of uh, famous sign experience or infamous okay uh, the night Foley won the title okay um, it, it was me um, Gardner Rivers Pyro and Gardner's sister okay and uh, we brought signs that spelled out uh, we had oh uh, how did it work we each had a sign oh yeah yeah I got it so we each had a sign with a, either an F, an O, L, E, or a Y. Oh, for Foley? Yep. And then across our chest, we wrote, is God. So like okay. someone had an I, someone had an S, G, O, D. And uh, well, was, uh, On shirts or bare skin? Bare skin. Oh, wow. Yes, yep. And uh, it's hilarious because uh, we got on TV. Oh, nice. But, but two people had... Um, or one person ha- had their shirt on. Oh. <laughs> so, so our sign is fully, or no, two people had their shirt on. Two people had their shirt on. So the sign is fully S go. I gotta go, I gotta watch this now. Uh, that was the one where fully won the title in Worcester. Uh, I think that was like 99. Oh, it wasn't televised? It was, tele- yeah, it was televised. It was a raw. <laughs> Okay. It was raw. Um, I want to say like January 99. It was his first title win? Yeah, his first title win. Alright, well, everyone uh, in, in in the world definitely uh, go to that raw uh, and you'll be able to see a little history. Yes, yep, a little history. A <laughs> little GA. Yep. Also a little actually, all things considered. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, in high school, uh, also, that it's funny thing. We took a limo that night to the show. To the show, like we thought we were the biggest deal. Huh? That must have been expensive. Nah. Yeah, really? This, this is '99. Uh, we were taking a limo from Maynard to to Worcester. I think the total was 200 bucks, split between the five of us. Okay. 
Okay. So like forty bucks a person, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I'll definitely uh, check it out. Check it out. Uh, so hilarious that you guys did that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like any. There have been some signs that have been actually that you know gave me a chuckle because most of them I feel that uh, have corny things on them. For sure, some of them do have. <clears throat> Isn't that wasn't that like an infamous guy named Sign Guy? Yes, ECW. ECW. That was it. Yeah, yeah. He was always show up. Yes. Yep. Sign Guy. Um, and then there was Sign Guy Dudley. Really? Yes. Oh yeah, Dudley. Yeah, they had like 12 members at one point. Right. When they first started. Um, but all right. All right. But uh nice. Um so we sort of went back way back in the past um for this week's episode. But going forward, yeah. like I mentioned, uh, we got Survivor Series in November. AEW will finally have a pay-per-view because we've been discussing, I feel like mostly WWE pay-per-views as of late. Um yes. Um and before we even get to Survivor Series, next week yep. is uh, Crown Jewel. Yes, the infamous, um, and uh, which is going to be interesting because, spoiler alert, uh, not in WWE, but last night was uh, Anderson Silva against one of the other Paul brothers. This one yes. was Wong, uh, who was also able to take the W. Yes, knocked him out in the last round, I believe, right? No, they went to uh, scorecards. It oh, was, uh, scorecards? He, did he did have like a, they would say like a flash knockdown. Okay. So it was a, uh, uh, yeah, it went to the, the cards though. But yeah, defeated the spider, Anderson Silva. Yeah, one of the greatest. Yeah, so now pretty much Edgerton Stone, well, I mean, depending, I haven't seen the whole event, so I don't know how, if the judges were on point, but if the, if the case was that it was like a majority undisputed, you know, uh, decision, gotta give uh, Jake Paul his kudos kudos because yeah. he uh, originally was not the favorite and you know coming into this whole boxing celebrity boxing thing like he wasn't really taken seriously now he can be considered taken seriously yeah yeah you know um, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there because I have yep. to I think it's yep. all a work uh, okay. <laughs> okay but you know to be fair I think everything is a work uh, have you do you still think uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock is a work I think so. I'm like, even at this point, even at this point, I still, okay. I, I don't have reason to believe it's not. I'm like, okay. Okay. I, I know Cody, I know Cody's not a work now. Okay, there you go, there you go. And then, uh, uh, do you think that backstage fight was a work? I still do until until I have until I have my proof otherwise. Yeah, it's a shame we never got uh, any pictures to see what all the guys in the back look like after the the scuffle. Yeah. Right. Which, uh, um, and that's part of why I'm like, how do you have like a live thing with TV cameras and all that, and nothing got caught? Okay, okay, but the day and age of cell phones. Yeah, but if it wasn't a work and Punk is just sitting for this time being, it's sort of a waste of money on Tony's part if he's not using them. I mean, tons of publicity. Ah, uh, I guess, I guess. Um, because either way, it's a waste. I'm like, if, if it's not yeah. work. <laughs> Punk's contract is getting bought out. There's ten billion dollars gone after a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Crown Jewel, as you mentioned, uh, in two two weeks, Roman Not one week, one week, uh, Roman against uh, Logan, Logan. Paul. Yeah. Uh, 
will Logan be able to do what Jake did? Woo! I'm, I'm, yeah, I'd be curious now that they saw the results. Do they go to the drawing board and, you know, try to maybe mimic something similar or get some of that same feeling, bring some of that over, you know? Right. <clears throat> Does uh, Jake make an appearance on his brother's behalf to even, you know, bump up the ratings? Maybe. So you, the, you got the bloodline against the, I don't know what you call the Logan line. but <laughs> the, the, the Paul family. The Paul family, yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. You also have uh, Brock Lesnar making his part-time uh, fee appearance, going against uh, Almighty Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Which uh, should be a, a favorite for Big E. Yes, exactly. Um, Some big beefy men slapping man dude. There you go. There you go. Um, might have a possible uh, appearance by Goldberg. That's still being rumored. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we'll see what happens there. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, what else we have? Um, I think there's going to be a couple women's matches on there. Isn't it? Is there a ladder match? Or no? Maybe. Okay. All right. Queer. But uh, women's matches, who's showing up? Let's see. I'm trying to see if I can get that information now. Yep. Yep. And while I'm looking that up, uh, shout out to Sheamus, who got married this weekend. Ah, yes. Uh, yes. Got married in New York City. Oh, really? Not in um, his home country of Ireland? No, he got married in New York City. Okay. Um, and Drew McIntyre was his best man. Ah, got Scotland and Ireland back together like Compton and Long Beach. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Who else? And, and, uh, Miro was in the wedding too, apparently. Ah, it wasn't. So they, he wasn't. It wasn't Rusev Day. <laughs> it wasn't Rusev Day. <laughs> um. All right. All right. So that means um, his wife was in attendance as well. Uh yes, yes, she was. Um, I don't I think she was in the wedding, but but she was there. I saw a picture. Right. And uh, yeah, this uh, crown jewel card looks interesting. Okay. We got uh, the Usos. Yeah. Uh, defending their belts against the brawling brutes. Ooh, we might potentially see uh, a little splitting of the, the ties here, maybe. You know, a little interference. Not dropping the belts. You don't think so? Nah. Too, too early. Yeah, yeah, too early for the Usos. Yeah, even though they've had them for like almost two years. Yeah. <laughs> too early. See? Let them uh, keep the belts and in, going into uh, Rumble, possibly Mania. I would think so. I, I want okay. the bloodline strong all around. Okay. okay, maybe have them lose it right before Mania because now it becomes questionable. Like, ooh, like will Roman lose to The Rock? Like things are falling apart. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, also on the card, and I'm worried about this match. Bianca okay. Belair is defending her title against Bailey in the last Women's Standing match. Ooh, yeah, and you, and you, yeah. That that's another long range that you don't want to see come to end this right. early, right? But I feel like it doesn't make sense for Bailey to lose, and that's a problem. Ooh, yeah. But then, yeah, because say if Sasha does come back, and you know she, you know they want to, she comes back before Mania, they would need a, a strong opponent for her, for sure. Either for be sure. Bianca, the probably the one that everyone wants to see on paper. 
uh, or Bailey to be like her, like you know, bad heel villain type of character. Right. Right. Yeah. Or unless you bring back, well, I don't know where Charlotte is. Uh, she must be injured. But uh, the only like women's you know matches I can see for Mania, you know, for ratings is either. If Sasha does come back, have her with a program with either one of those three. If she doesn't come back, have Bianca and Charlotte have a program, you know, or you have like a triple threat with those three, Bianca, Bailey, and Charlotte. Um, Or maybe, no, I want to put Ronda in there. Um, But yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, it's too early for Bianca to drop the belt. Completely. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so we got that. Then uh, you got the Battle of Monsters, Strowman versus Almost. Mm, good, good on good on paper. I'm a little weary uh, what it looked like in the ring. Yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they how they play that out. Who's going to be the ring general for that match? Oh, MVP. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, on paper, sounds dope. In the right. ring, Ooh, I'm, I hope it's not going to be El Jante uh, and Undertaker all over again. Let's <laughs> hope not. You know what I'm saying? Like on paper, they sound good, you know. But then when they got to it, like, woo. right. <laughs> so, so hopefully, it's gonna be a quick three-minute match. Let, let's hope so. Three or four. I, I, I would give it four since it's a, it's a pay-per-view for. Crown well, Jewel. I mean, we just saw the Deadly Games pay per view had a lot of three minute matches. That's true. That's true. That's true. So, so yeah, with three. Yeah, yeah. It, it, no more than it shouldn't even touch five. Nah, no. No. It, four at the stretch, and I'm saying early four and ten seconds. I like not four and a half, but like maybe four and ten seconds, four and five seconds minutes will be good. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> both both uh, do like hit like two or three power moves, maybe have one kick out of their finisher, one of those type of deals, and then bring it home. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and then uh, we got McIntyre and Cross in a steel cage match. Huh. Uh, that that might be a bathroom match, uh, match for me. Really? Yeah, just, yeah. Those two need like a filler. They need they need like a third guy for my for my interest in there. Fair enough, fair enough. I got no beef with that. So uh, maybe if they need like 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 uh who would be a good third person? I was gonna say Kevin Owens, but that was a goofy. Um uh maybe if they had like if they had a, if Randy came back, if, if Owen was in that, then I'd be like, all right. Interesting. I can rock those three in the steel cage match. Interesting. Is he still injured? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Right. Which is crazy. Right. Father Time beats everybody's undefeated. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> um, and then the only other match we didn't discuss is uh the OC uh Gallows, Anderson, and AJ. Okay. Um Taking on the uh, Judgment Day with um, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest. Okay, wait. And I, I changed my decision. That's the bathroom match. I'll sit down and watch uh, 
Drew. Yeah, I, I think I feel you on that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's definitely uh, yeah. Word. No one, no one really grabs my attention in that match. Uh, Dominic Mysterio busting this, which shouldn't be the case. Understood completely. Granted, he is growing into his own with the whole heel gimmick, but he's just too baby faced, like appearance wise. So, like, now he, maybe he needs like some facial hair and okay. like some scars on his, on his face. He just looks too. But then even Ray, when when, he, when he's unmasked, he looks like a kid. I feel you. Uh, it's like hard to see like the seriousness in like the heel persona. Yeah. Yep. Completely yeah. understood. Sidebar. Has Ray ever been a heel? I don't think so. Okay. All right. So he's in that um that uh theme book. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Right. What's your take on that match? Bathroom break or sit down and be maybe entertained? No, nah, that's my bathroom break match for sure. <laughs> no disrespect to any of the people in it, but yeah. Oops. Yeah, I, I think- like a lot of those people individually. <laughs> <laughs> I think going forward, we should have when we do our uh, pay per views, we should have we should have our bathroom break matches to know, you know on, on our rating scales. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. Because I think every pay per view that I've seen, other than maybe WrestleMania ten, I feel like it's had a bathroom break match. Oh no question. You know? Oh, uh, Deadly Games. Uh, did that have a only uh... first Gilbert? <laughs> So quick, that was 30 seconds. Like, True. you basically walk into the open the front door to the bathroom at that point, the match is over. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rating scale, how many bathroom matches to indicate how bad the, the pay per view is, the event is. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, like I said, no, dis- no disrespect to the workers. But no. you, it's bound to happen to everybody. Like, like exactly. bound to happen. Exactly. It's like selling them no wrestler has gone botchless. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but, um, okay. All right. So, uh, Crown Jewel, still, uh, it's definitely like a Phoenix, uh, rises from the ashes. First, started off as like a pay per view that nobody could care about. And now, like, look at where we're at now. Yeah, you right. What do you think what Crown Jewel would be? Seriously. Because it's mostly AKA, AKA, I call it the part time. Part time is pay per view. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you know, uh, Pika ain't showing up for it though, right? He's well and done. Who? Oh, yeah, no, he's definitely done. Okay. Has, has anybody gone to his one man show to give any reviews to see if it's been good or not? I haven't seen any. Okay. Cause I know he's come also to New England during the Survivor Series as well. Yes. In my head, I'm like, it's just going to be like a replay of like his, his speech from the Hall of Fame. I'm sure it'll be a little different. Okay. He'll think he'll be like similar how like Tyson did his, like starting from his time as a kid and, you know, throughout the, his career, throughout the business. I mean, that's kind of what Taker did with his Hall of Fame speech, I feel like. Oh, really? Uh, I, don't, I didn't listen to uh, this. Okay, all right. Yeah, like Taker's Hall of Fame speech, uh, when when he was giving it and I was watching it, I was like, he's practicing. I thought he was practicing for a TED Talk. Okay, all right. He had the earpiece in, 
like he's walking around using like specific type of hand gestures that I've like studied and read about like okay. for when you're giving speeches so I was like oh he's getting ready to do a TED talk how was it though did, did, did he captivate your attention yeah I mean he did a great job but it was okay. one of those things where it's like alright I've, I've now seen this Right, but did he drop a lot of gems of like stuff you didn't know about him, or was it mostly stuff that you knew? I feel like it was mostly stuff that I knew. Okay, but I had already, you know, I've, I'm a big, longtime fan, and I read the dirt sheets. I, I I saw his interview with Joe Rogan, like. Oh, he was on the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Like a, a couple years ago, it was controversial too. Was he? Has he? Has any other wrestlers been on his show? Kind of his like uh, fighters, obviously, but has... ah yes, 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 yes. And okay. I think DDP. Were they on together? I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so why was it controversial? You say with takers? Because uh, he was calling out today's wrestling talent. So, so all, all, all retired, all former wrestlers have done that. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but what? How, did he do it very non-candidly? Like, like, he, oh, like they're, they're not tough anymore, and like you know, oh, they so just play video games and blah blah blah. He pretty much squashed them. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's almost that's similar to he can say for today's generation. Like it's a generational thing, basically. Definitely a generational thing. Um, yeah. And it's funny because uh, some of the wrestlers. Um, kind of you know they, they sent out some tweets uh in reply or rebuttal oh uh, they, they took some they took it to heart a little bit they took it to heart and uh what a lot of wrestlers that did take it to heart what they were saying they're like it's much better that guys are in the back playing video games instead of doing drugs that is true it'll be interesting to see because the current the the, well, the the formal crop of guys are not looking in the greatest condition so it'll be interesting to see the Today's generation, you know, 30, 40 years from now, uh, I'd be curious to see how the, how their bodies hold up to it, if, if they have the same effects of previous years. Yeah. Previous, you know, uh, props to guys. No, for sure. Because I, I, I was listening to an uh, interview, a shoot interview with uh, Buff Bagwell. He said pretty much the, thing, the addiction that he had that most, a lot of guys have is from somas. And I was looking at you know how his current condition. I was like, and then the other conditions of other wrestlers that were on someone was like, yeah, seems about right. They, you know, it did toll on their bodies. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that and probably other uh, things that affect him. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see the the youngsters to see what happens. You know, going forward, if they can sustain their careers a little longer. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, just because I think people take better care of themselves these days. Yeah, well, where do you think this, uh, the the line will be drawn? Like, do you think the performance center guys? That's where we can like draw the line and see going from there. Or do, do you pull it back a little bit further, like 2010, 2005? Like, where do yeah, you see I'd this? Say, like somewhere around 2010, even before that, the line really gets drawn after uh, Eddie Guerrero died, and they implemented the the um, testing well, policies. Yeah, the wellness program. Okay, like to me, okay. that's where the that's where the where you draw the line. Of of of, of guys, uh, the new the new generation. Yeah, because it, so it, who it completely changed wrestling. Uh, so who, it, it's honestly who, the only reason I never did steroids. 
So who would you say was 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 the start the names that started that wellness that we could say the fresh of guys because obviously you guys still guys that were before then but obviously the wellness came in after the fact you know that the, the damage has been done from what they did like Kurt Angle you know what I'm saying right right <clears throat> um I would have would to really put, give that give that some thought would you pull maybe or NOZ too early no Orton's too early oh it's too early okay okay um would you say AJ Styles too early just because yeah. AJ never did any drugs or anything like that yeah uh, that has to do more with him being a good Christian but still uh, but do you think he took any supplements I don't think so like yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think he took anything that uh, he couldn't get out of GNC right. okay alright so then obviously okay so we can alright so we can just use AJ then as a as a template yeah Hey, what guys right now? What's that? AJ's like forty three, I think. Right now, it looks great. Okay, so yeah. So we can use his, his class. You know how we have, they have like NBA draft class. We can use AJ's draft class as like a line going forward. Definitely. Cool. 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 Um, but all right. Well, you know, the it's always the, the old and the the old and young uh, always going as a. Uh, from the beginning of time, right? You know. Tale as old as time. Yeah, the the young lions always got to take out the old lions. Completely. That's just how it goes. Yeah, this is uh, the the cycle. Um, it's also, the circle of life. What do you think? Uh, so, do you think the next crop after our generation of wrestlers? Oh, not our generation, but this new generation of wrestlers. Do you think they would have the same insight for their generation? That the, the youngsters coming up in that you know after them where they'd be like all these new kids we play video games but all they do now is uh tiktok videos or you know what i'm saying where they have that yeah. like that similar you think that would happen as well yeah i think so okay so there's no way to stop that that's just the transition <laughs> of how things go okay all right <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be funny like you know, after humans, it'd be like robots, and then humans would be like, "Oh, these robot wrestlers!" You know, back in that time, we used, right. to, we used to bleed actual blood. Now they just bleed oil and get it all over the ring and slip and fall. <laughs> For real. And then the robots would be like, "Oh, these new hologram wrestlers!" You know, they <laughs> right, uh, and then so on and so forth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ah, goodness. Ah, goodness. Well, it looks like we're at our time, uh, our peak. Indeed, Uh, indeed. And that's something. What is on today's water jug? Today's water jug. Very simple message for everybody out there. Grain of mustard seed. That's all it says. You say green? Yes. Grain of mustard seed. Oh, grain. At least a green. Oh, grain. Oh, green. Yes, grain of mustard seed. seed. What's a mustard seed? Mustard seed. Um, so mustard, you know, the, the, uh, the sauce. Yeah, the condiment. Yeah. Um, it, it comes from uh, a seed. Really? Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I just uh, thought like ground up. Oh, I thought it was just like chemically made, you know, a chemical condiment. You know what I'm saying? No, no. It comes from like a seed that gets ground up. Uh, and that's why I like the, it's like there's some kind of mustard um, <laughs> like brown mustard or something like that it's got like the seeds still in it like little pieces of it you mean like um, french mustard like uh, yeah yeah mustard 
Yeah, yep. Okay, great Poupon? Like, not great Poupon, I don't think, because that's smooth. Oh, okay, okay. But, like, the, there's, like, a mustard that's, like, a it's a darker mustard. It's got, like, little little pieces of the seeds, like, still in it, kind of. Okay. okay. Um, but, but, point being, so mustard seeds are very small. Okay. And uh, Jesus uh, said that if you have faith the mm-hmm. size of a grain of a mustard seed, okay, you can move a mountain. Oh, okay. I, I dig it. I dig it. Nice. So, yes. Yep. So, that's why we've just got grain of mustard seed. It's kind of the reminder. Yep. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you don't need a lot of faith, you know, but if you have just enough, and you, you can move mountains with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That is for today's water jug. Um, probably in the next uh, 20 years, uh, Osiris will be uh, yelling at uh, that generation. Uh, they won't have to on water jugs. It'll be uh, on water coolers. You know, <laughs> just on water jugs. I don't know what these new young bucks are doing. Right. But uh, yeah, if you want to take us out on, uh, is today the 31st or the 30th? 30th. 30th. So we got one more night. Unfortunately, Halloween is not falling on a trick on on a weekend. <laughs> oh, Halloween did not fall on a weekend this year. No, nah. mind will not play tricks. Nope, nope. But if you want to take us out, like we always do about this time, <laughs> yeah. Everybody, thank you for being here, listening to us for over two hours today. If you made it this far, we love you. We appreciate you. You can be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here listening to us. And that's freaking awesome. Enjoy your day, your week, your month, and your year. Because we're out. Uh, and we're, we're not going to be here next week. Just letting you all know that now. So, well, so we, we can, but we just have to work out time schedules. Okay. All right. We might be here next week. <laughs> several hours difference. Very true. Very true. All right. So we'll figure that out. And, uh, and then you guys will know. We'll let you all know. And uh, but until then, enjoy everything. We be out. One, two.